Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon. Welcome to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, and I'm here with you today taking your calls and texts live on the air. This is the show where you can call in with your questions about the Bible and your prayer requests. We'd love to pray for you, and we'd love to answer those questions you have about the Bible, about God, theology, and about life. Maybe you've been reading your Bible, and there's always something that you've you've wondered about or something you came across that you didn't quite understand. This is a great place where you can call in with those kinds of questions and hopefully receive clarity and answers to them. Um, also, you know, maybe there's something that's going on in the world, and you wonder, what does the Bible have to say about this this thing that's happening or this issue, or maybe you have something going on in your life personally and you wonder, what does God's Word speak to that situation? Again, this is a great place for you to call in with those kinds of questions, and we would love to answer them for you and hopefully bring some clarity to those areas from the Scriptures. And maybe it's not so much that you have a Bible question as you have a prayer request. Give us a call. We want to pray for you on the air. And by doing that, just think about how many people are tuning in and listening not only uh, in your listening area, but we have stations listening all over the United States and even people listening abroad. And so lots of people who can agree with your prayer, lift it up to the Lord together. It's a powerful thing. So we'd love to hear from you. The number to call is 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or you can text us at 720-336-0897. Once again, the text line is 720-336-0897. 0897. Hey, we want to welcome those of you who are listening in Colorado and Wyoming on Grace FM. Just know that those of you listening on Grace FM or gracefm.com or the Grace FM app, or maybe you're listening on your smart speaker to Grace FM, as well as those listening on the Radio by Grace network of stations with stations all over the U.S., particularly in the southern states. They're based out of Amarillo, Texas, but they've got stations in so many states around the U.S. Uh, that's the Radio by Grace network. If you're listening on these stations, you're hearing the show live today. Today is June 10th. It is a Friday. And we also want to greet those who are listening on Hope FM in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Maryland, as well as those listening on Truth FM in Tennessee, and those listening on Higher Rock Radio on in Idaho in the Treasure Valley. Welcome to all of you. We're so glad to have you with us. Just a heads up that those of you listening on Hope FM, Truth FM, and Higher Rock Radio, you're hearing the show on a one-week delay. We don't want that to ever hinder you from participating in the show or calling or texting in with your prayer requests and Bible questions. But we just want you to be aware of it. And I think it's a it's an opportunity you have to say, hey, I'm going to p- call in, and then I've got one week to tell everybody I know to tune into this station. They can hear me, hear the other callers, and maybe they can start listening even after the show to the Bible teaching that's on that station. So awesome to have this growing family of listening stations all over the United States, all over the internet, and reaching people 
even uh, outside of our, our broadcast ranges in those ways through the app, through the internet, and through the over-the-air radio. I'm able to see who's tuning in for those who are listening online. We've got listeners in the Pacific Northwest, in the San Francisco Bay Area. We've got listeners in Los Angeles area, Southern California, as well as a lot of listeners here on the front range of Colorado, some in Texas, Kansas, the Midwest. We've got listeners, looks like, in the Chicagoland area, as well as um, we've got listeners in Colombia and Ukraine. So we'd love to hear from you. Again, the number today to call, as always, is 303-690-3000. Take that number, save it in your phone as a you know one of your contacts. And that way, in the future, maybe you're, you're driving or you're wondering, hey, what's the number? Nick hasn't said it in a while. You'll be able to just pull up that contact and give us a call and also save the text line. So once again, the call-in number is 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897 with your Bible questions and your prayer requests. We'd love to hear from you and hopefully answer those questions. A few words about myself. My name is Nick Cady. I am your host every Friday here on Calvary Live, and I am the pastor of Whitefields Community Church, which is located in Longmont, Colorado. I've been the lead pastor of this church for 10 years now. Prior to that, I spent 10 years as a pastor and missionary and church planter in Hungary over in Europe and did a lot of work in Ukraine as well. So all of these things going on in Ukraine are very near and dear to my heart. Uh, just today, I'm having uh, actually a pastor and his family from Kiev, Ukraine. They're here in the United States at the moment, and they're going to be staying with us, and they're going to be speaking at our church this Sunday. So for those of you out there who might be interested, if you are within driving distance of Longmont, we'd love to have you come out and meet Pastor George and his family. Uh, Pastor George has been over there for, uh, let's see, I think it's been since 1991 or 1992. He's been in Kiev, Ukraine, and he's pastored churches in various cities in Ukraine, now back in Kiev, pastoring a church there, planting, uh, leading a movement that's planting churches. And we've been involved with them for years, since before the conflict in Ukraine was even on anybody's radar. And so now that that's happening, their ministry there has, you know, shifted and changed. They're ministering and reaching out in new ways, but also also in the same ways, right? Preaching the gospel, the only hope that we have in life and death in Jesus, as well as meeting a lot of tangible physical needs. So George is going to be with us on Sunday. I'm still preaching on Sunday. But what we're going to do is we're going to have a reception after our third service for anybody who wants to come and ask questions of George. At maybe you, you've wondered, you know, what's going on? Tell me firsthand. I hear so many things, not sure what to believe from the news. Here's somebody who's been on the ground. He was in Kiev during the beginning of the invasion. It'd be a really uh, important thing to hear from him, maybe get to ask some questions. What is God doing in the midst of this, and how are the how is the Christian church in Ukraine shining? Because that is absolutely the case. I'll just tell you that right now. So we'd love to have you. So we have three services on Sunday mornings. Our church, again, Whitefields Community Church in Longmont. If you're within driving distance, we'd love to have you join us. You can also join us online via our website, whitefieldschurch.com. We have three services on Sunday mornings, 8 a.m., 9.30, and 11 a.m. And we have children's ministry, programs is a we'd love to have you for worship and the word we're currently finishing a series this uh sunday 
our series has been through the Gospel of John. It's called So That You May Believe, and we're looking specifically at the signs in John's Gospel. And we've been looking at the miracles, which John calls signs. This weekend, we're looking at the last, well, it's actually not the last two chapters. We're looking at chapter 19 and chapter 20, which is Jesus' crucifixion and resurrection, and specifically how these are signs which point to who Jesus is and what he came to do what he offers you and how you can receive it. And here's what's so interesting. There's this whole group of people that we read about in the Gospels who saw Jesus' resurrection and even saw his crucifixion. And because of what they saw, they were convinced and they believed. Now, that that's so interesting because for us, we might wonder, well, yeah, sure, if I saw those kinds of things, I would believe too. But here's what Jesus says to Thomas at the end of the Gospel of John, chapter 20, he says, Thomas, you have believed because you've seen, but blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed. And then John the writer tells us, hey, I've told you these things so that you might see the evidence and believe. And here's what I think is so provocative, that actually those of us today who read the Bible, we have this incredible testimony. We have all of the history, all of the archaeology, all of these things that tell us about Jesus, what he did, and we see all of it. We can get all the evidence. And so in a way, we actually have more evidence, you and I today, than those individual people did back then who saw maybe one miracle that Jesus performed. We have more evidence today than they did so therefore, we have even more reason to believe. And we're going to talk about how that is. And it, it would just be a great study for you to bring a friend to, maybe somebody who's you know struggling with or wrestling or even just considering Christianity. This might be a good time to bring them out, make sure they hear the gospel and be invited to believe in Jesus. Or maybe you just want to be encouraged and built up in your faith. We'd love to have you. And like I said, after our third service, we're going to have a special Q&A time with Pastor George Markey from Kiev, Ukraine, visiting this Sunday. We're even going to provide you with lunch and a standing reception so you don't have to worry about how am I going to feed my kids. So again, more information on location, service times, all that good stuff that you need is on our website, whitefieldschurch.com. Well, with no further ado, again, the call-in number is 303-690-3000. Give us a call with your prayer requests and with your questions about the Bible, questions about God and theology and life from a biblical perspective. 303-690-3000. We have all open lines right now, so it's a perfect time to call in. Or you can also text us. We've been having several texts come in, but we love talking to you and hearing your voices. But here's the text line, 720 336 0897. One more time. 720-336-0897. All right, let's go to our text line and we'll answer these text questions as we wait for some calls to come in. So this person says, I'm a new believer. Hey, first of all, praise the Lord. Awesome to hear that you're a new believer and that you're listening to the radio and growing. Keep reading your Bible. Keep asking questions. Good stuff. Okay, let's read the rest of it. I'm a new believer and I was just wondering, when we pray, do we pray to Jesus or to God the Father? Well, I'll tell you this. Jesus is God, and so you can pray to Jesus. But here's the biblical pattern. Now, I'm not saying that this biblical pattern is like a fixed thing that you must follow, but I'll tell you this. In the Bible, here's the pattern we see in almost every single case except for one. And the pattern is, 
people pray, and Jesus taught us to pray, to the Father, through the Son, by the Holy Spirit. So to the Father, through the Son, by the Spirit. Now, one of the reasons why Jesus, um, you know, would have not taught us to pray to him is because he was, he was the one teaching, right? He was there in the flesh. There is some precedent, though, I would say, for praying to Jesus. And I'll give you one example, which is found in Acts chapter 7, which is when this man named Stephen, he's the first martyr, the first man killed for his faith uh, as a follower of Jesus. That's in Acts chapter 7. It says that as he was dying, he looked up to heaven, he saw the heavens opened, and he spoke to Jesus. So he hear, hears somebody praying to Jesus. But I'll tell you another example. It says in the Bible several times in the Gospels, that people worshiped Jesus. So for example, in John chapter nine, there's a man who's healed of blindness. And it says that not only did he believe in Jesus, but he worshiped Jesus. So there's worship being directed towards Jesus. Now worship, prayer, very much related, right? So not every prayer is worshipful, but you could say that every act of, or every worship done in words is a prayer. So I think there's precedent for praying to Jesus. And yet, again, like I said, the biblical model that we have tends to follow this pattern, to the Father, through the Son, by the Spirit. What we never see in the New Testament is someone praying directly to the Holy Spirit. Now, I, I'm not saying that can't happen or that it would be wrong to do so. Here's what I know, that when you pray to God, it's essentially like this. He's going to make sure that he's going to get the message, okay? So so that's good. But I understand the concern. I appreciate it. The, the desire for propriety, if you will, doing things properly and wanting to honor God by the way we do things. So I would say most important, pray. Second most important is how you pray. I think you can pray to the Father. You can pray to the Son. I don't think there's anything wrong with praying to the Spirit. But again, the biblical model, to the Father, through the Son, by the Spirit. Thanks for that question. God bless you. And I love it that you're a new believer asking great questions. Hey, you're listening to Calvary Live. Pastor Nick Cady here from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts live on the air. I'd love to hear from you. Give me a call at 303-690-3000 with your questions about the Bible and your prayer requests. That's 303-690-3000. Or you can text us at 720 720- Three three six zero eight nine seven. Let's go to our first caller, Jessica in Fort Collins, Colorado. Hey, Jessica, welcome to the program. Hi, how's it going? Thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. What's up? So, okay, well, it, it's kind of a two-part question, and I'm sorry if it's a little bit, um, if I sound a little flustered, but I, I recently had a death in the family, and my question is specifically regarding praying for the dead. Mm-hmm. Um you know, there's different arguments on both sides of that, but, uh, you know, I guess, are we supposed to be praying for the dead? Because there's, you know, the great white throne judgment, and I'm just a little confused, because in one verse it says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord if you're a believer, but what happens when you are a non-believer and you have to await the white throne judgment? Um, and, And so... I'm confused as to whether I could still pray for a person's soul after they have passed. Yeah, so I would say the answer is no. That, uh, And I'll give you a few Bible verses that would explain why that is. 
Now, remember in the Bible, it sounds like you, you might already know this, but there's a difference between there's two judgment seats, right? So there's, there's one judgment that is coming at the end of time, which is what you, you called correctly the white, great white throne judgment. There's another judgment, which is for those who are believers. It's not a judgment of, to determine where they will spend their eternal destiny. It's, it's a judgment instead to determine their reward for the actions they did in service to the Lord here in, the, in their life. But you, you were asking specifically about someone who has passed away and seems to have not been a believer. To that, I would say this. It, it becomes very clear when you read Luke chapter 16, verses 19 through 31. Jesus is talking there about two men who died. One man's name was Lazarus. He was a poor man. And the other man was a rich man who had had everything in his life here on earth, but he had not honored God in his life, right? And so it says that that man was in torment in, in hell, and he asked for his condition to be remedied, and it, there was no remedy for it. And it says that there was a great chasm, and he asked even that he would be allowed to go back and warn his family members, and the answer was that he could not. And so when we look at other verses in the Bible, such as Hebrews 9, 27, which says that it's destined for man to die once and then to face judgment. Uh, now, I, so I'll, let me finish that thought and I'll say the next thought, which is, so therefore it would seem to me that there is a window of time while you are alive when you have the opportunity to seek the Lord and repent. And it seems to me that once you have passed from this life that that window has closed. That, that would be my biblical take on it. Now, you asked another question, which is, then why is there a waiting period? And where do you wait? And what happens right. while you wait? Um, so that would get to, actually, Luke 16 is a good example of that. So here's how the Bible describes it. There's a place called Sheol. This word is really popular in the Old Testament. Sheol is essentially the dwelling place of the dead. And that means the dead who died in faith and the dead who died apart from faith. They all go to Sheol, but Sheol is divided into two areas. The one area is called Abraham's bosom. The other area is called Hades or hell. And essentially both of these areas are waiting rooms while the one group awaits the redemption that the Messiah will bring which now has happened. So I'll get back to that in a second. The other is a waiting area as they await the final judgment. So what happened when Jesus died before his resurrection, like we say in the creed, right? The apostles creed that Jesus descended into the depths. And what that means uh -huh. is that just Jesus went to Sheol, not to hell. What and there's a whole other part of that, but let's put it this way. Jesus descends into Sheol, and he essentially redeems those who are waiting for the redemption that the Messiah would bring. He redeemed them so that their souls could go up to the, be with the presence, be in the presence of God. Again, as they still await that final event, which is still to take place, which is that, that great judgment day. So here's the thing. Somebody who is in... Hades or hell, they, they're, if you will, their fate is not up for grabs, right? It's not something that can still be yet to be determined. 
and yet they're waiting there for the final judgment, at which time we're told that Hades and hell, it says in Revelation 21, will be emptied into the lake of fire. That, and it says this is the second death. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I guess it's a tough pill to swallow, but I, I always kind of went, you know, with, you know, our ways are not his ways, and why not pray for, you know, mercy of their souls while they're waiting and, you know, ultimately let the Lord decide. Um, I just, I have a really hard time with um, this person who's passed and Mm. to come to the realization that they might not see our Lord and Savior. And, oh, it's just, it's so, it's a tough pill to swallow. Absolutely. You know, and, and I agree with you. And like, you know, where I'm coming from, and I think that, that other people who read the Bible, right, we're coming from the point of saying that even if something is is not what I want to hear, that doesn't necessarily, you know, that doesn't make it true or not true. So I want to accept and believe what is true. And yet I really, really hope that they're, that my loved ones, you know, like I, I don't ever want to ever talk about judgment or hell with a smirk or glibly or as if it's if is it as if it's funny you know i mean it's it's something which we should only ever talk about with a tear in our eyes uh which is i believe how jesus talked about it too you know he looked over the city of jerusalem and he wept right and so i think that you know what if you pray for that person again i'm not going to advise you to do that but i don't think that that you would be doing anything wrong because like you said you're going to be saying to God, God, I, I'm going to pray for your mercy upon this person, and I'm going to leave it in your hands, what you do with it and how it works out. I would say I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, but again, as I look at the Bible, I guess I would say that those are the conclusions that I come to. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, it's... So, you know, we went to the funeral service. This is two weeks ago, and um, it was a... Catholic priest um, who was up there, and he was so, he was reassuring my family and the family and the friends and everybody that, you know, he's in heaven, he's smiling, but I I just, I couldn't help it but to think that, you know, he's, he's wrong, he's kind of leading, you know, it, it is something nice and comforting to hear, but it's, I don't think it's accurate, mm. and I just don't know unless you've like you know accepted the your our Lord and Savior, but I don't think this individual did. I don't think he repented. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I guess it's between him and the Lord. But I'm just really having um, an issue with you know what the priest was saying, and um, mm-hmm. you know if I truly believe that he's there, and knowing that you know he wasn't really a follower. Do I know, you know, in his heart, if he accepted the Lord? I guess I don't, but just from his lifestyle and, you know, um, his family never really, um, I wouldn't say rejecting Jesus, but, you know, just pretty much being complacent, never going to church or not really believing in anything. Is is it fair to say, is a priest wrong in saying that, oh, you know, he's Mm. in heaven looking at you and he's smiling and he's there with the Lord? Sure. I mean, yeah, here's, here's what I would say about that. I think that sometimes 
in the in the desire to comfort the those who are mourning, which is a good desire, right? Like in the in the desire to do that, sometimes people are tempted to feed them sweet little lies. And I think then on the other hand, you know, you could say that some Christian groups, and I would I would say Catholics particularly have done this, where they they've come up with an entire doctrine to say that okay, well, the Bible says this, but we're going to kind of like make a way for it to not be as harsh, kind of soften the edges, if you will. And what they've said is, you know, you can pray somebody out of purgatory or they'll pay for their own sins in purgatory until they're cleansed and then they can go to heaven. But again, that's not biblical. And so I, I think that we have to sit with the fact that that really hell is such a terrible thing that God sent his son. He became a man in order to save us and provide us this way to salvation. And there's this incredible urgency, both to preaching the gospel and believing the gospel. And we shouldn't try to soften the edges of something that the Bible doesn't do that for. So, um, yeah, I think it is fair to say what you're saying. But on the other hand, here's the last thing I'll say, and then I've, I've got to let you go. But it was that... Um, I think that when we get to heaven, you know, verses like Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 through 23, and there are a few others, but that one in particular, I think what it's telling us, what Jesus is telling us there, is that when we get to heaven, there are going to be some surprises, meaning that there will be people there we never expected to see, and there will be other people who we expected to be there who won't be there. And again, that's, a, that's on the one hand comforting, and on the other hand sobering. And I think that we need to let, you know, the, the drasticness of this situation sit with us because that's exactly how God wanted it. I mean, it's, it is that serious. And so uh, if, you, if you're all right with that, I'll pray for you and then I'll let you go. Yes, please. Yeah. Lord, I pray for Jessica. I pray for her family and for her friends. Lord, I pray uh, that you would bring them comfort in this situation, but I also pray, Lord, let there be an urgency in their hearts, knowing, like it says in Luke 16, that if their friend were able to speak to them today, the one thing he would want to communicate is that, um, that heaven and hell are real, that God is real, and that there's an urgency to look to the scriptures and to believe uh, and receive the salvation that God has provided. So, Lord, we pray for comfort for their hearts. And, Lord, I do pray that they would see their friend in heaven. Um, and Lord, I pray for anyone else who's listening, who's kind of been on the fence and, and said, you know, maybe I'll, maybe someday. Lord, I pray that you would just strike them with the urgency of the gospel and how serious this really is and how good the salvation you've provided for us is. So Lord, we ask for comfort and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank yeah. you so much. Thanks for calling in, Jessica. All right. Thank bye -bye. you. Hey, you're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. Taking your calls and texts live on the air. We've got Natalie online too, but we're not going to go to Natalie just yet because we've got uh, one minute until our break. And I want to give Natalie's question some real time uh, because it's a good one. And so we've got Natalie um, right after the break coming up. And then if you have a question about the Bible or a prayer request that we can pray for, 
I would love to hear from you. And I'm sure there are a lot of other people listening who would benefit from hearing the question you have and the answer to it. So give us a call at 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or text us at 720-336-0897. So we, again, you're listening to Calvary Live. My name is Nick Cady. And uh, before the break, I was just telling you, or before earlier in the show, I was telling you about this Sunday, we have a guest in town from Kiev, Ukraine. If you're interested in coming to hear him speak about what's going in Ukraine, he'll be doing that after our third service on Sunday. And you can find more information on our website, whitefieldschurch.com. So whitefieldschurch.com for that. And that brings us right up to our mid-show break. You're going to hear the song here in a second. And I'll give you the numbers to call in because we do have two open lines, 303-690-3000. And our text line, 720-336-0897. We'll be right back in a few minutes. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon. Welcome back to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. I'm taking your calls and texts live on the air, answering questions about the Bible, about God, about life, theology. Give me a call at 303 303- 690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or you can text us at 720-336-0897. Once again, 720-336-0897 is the text line. Let's go to our next caller, Samuel in Westminster, Colorado. Hi, Samuel. Welcome to the program. Samuel, can you hear Hello? us? Hi, Samuel. You're on the air. Okay, thank you. Let me roll my windows up real quick. Okay, there we go. Yes, uh, first off, thanks for taking the call, and I really do appreciate your show. I've been listening to it for a long time, so it's truly a blessing. But um, I do have a prayer request. Actually, I have two of them. And the first one is uh, I belong to a small church, and their passenger van broke down, and it's extremely expensive to fix, so they decided to buy a good used one. Unfortunately, they didn't realize how expensive even used cars are nowadays. Mm-hmm. So my prayer request is that, that you know, through God's providence, God's guidance, and uh, God's blessing, that they are able to find a good van, a good passenger van, within their budget. Okay. And Did you have a second, second request? Prayer, yes. My second prayer request is that their youth group is heading up to a camp up in the mountains Monday for two weeks, and part of their training will be in training how to be Christian counselors. Mm. And I'd like to pray for a youth group as they as they go through that. So they're going to do a week of training, then they're going to do a week of actual whatever they do up there. <laughs> okay. But uh, yes, I definitely like to pray for, for our youth group there. They've, they've got a great youth group. It may not be a large one, but what it lacks in size, it more makes up for in spiritual. Great. Let's pray for that. 
So Heavenly Father, we lift up uh, Samuel's church to you. Lord, first of all, we pray that you'd provide them with the funds that they need and a reliable and affordable van to transport uh, the youth, the elderly, all those who need rides. So Lord, we pray that you would provide that, that need they have to enable their ministry. Lord, we also pray for their youth group as they're going up for this training. Lord, we pray that through this training, not only would they grow, uh, but that they would be equipped, equipped for service in your kingdom to serve others, to build them up and to bless them. So Lord, we ask for blessing upon the youth group and as especially as they take this time in the mountains to be trained as biblical counselors. So Lord, we pray for Samuel and his church, Lord, that you would bless them and Lord, that they would go deep in their knowledge of you. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, and God bless you. Have a wonderful evening and a great weekend. Awesome. You too, Samuel. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank hey, you. Bye-bye. Hey, you're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. I'm taking your calls and texts live on the air. With that, we have all open lines. The number to call is 303-690-3000. So it's a great time to call in with your questions about the Bible and your prayer requests. We're standing by to take those calls and to pray for you and to answer any questions you have. And hopefully we can bring clarity maybe to some confusion you've had about the Bible or about how it speaks to an area of your life. So the number to call is 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000, or you can text us at 720-336-0897. Let's go to Michelle in Hartford County, Maryland. Hi, Michelle. Welcome to the program. Hi there. This um, Michelle from Hartford. Um, it's a little tricky. There's no T in this one. Um, okay. But this, I don't know. If it, yeah, just for anyone else who I guess is praying for the same kind of issue for their boyfriend um, or, or friend, that um, we've been family friends for a very, very long time, and it's just very difficult in our relationship um, that being a, a very logistical man, it's just the thing, the gospel doesn't make sense to him. And he grew up with, he grew up in the, um, knowing the story and of, of salvation and what is required and such. Um, it's just been very difficult in our relationship to move forward um, because because he, he claims to not, he doesn't believe all that I believe, and I understand that, that um, and I'm all right with that. It's just I'm I'm not even sure that he is able to receive Jesus. Mm. Um, it's uh, it's it really it's heartbreaking, and um, at times that you know I've I've had the dream always of <clears throat> being able to sit in, sit in a church service. Um, with with my husband, with my family, you know, um, together, and it's more like it'll be a separate life, mm-hmm. in that for that aspect. And um, well, well, I'll jump in real that, quick, Michelle, and just tell you this: that I think that that's a very important aspect of your life. In fact, I would say that it is maybe the most important aspect of your life because it's it shapes how you view and how you do everything else. So your relationship with God is so foundational. It literally affects everything you do. It affects the way you work. It affects the way you raise your children. It affects the way you drive even, right? And so to say that that's just one aspect of your life, I would say that's actually the most important aspect of your life. 
And that's why I would I would just put this out there for you to pray about and consider is that if he is unwilling to consider Jesus, to believe in Jesus, to walk with Jesus, then I really think that you need to consider if this is the right relationship for you. And maybe it's not. And I'll tell you what, the Bible actually talks about this. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, it says, do not be unequally yoked. And what that is describing, that yoking of two animals together, they would build this thing called a yoke, and it was a piece of wood that would go over the, the backs of two animals. And those two animals would use that yoke to pull a plow. Now, here's the picture that it's describing. If you yoked two animals of the same kind, then they would fit together well, and they would pull, as they pull together, they would work together great, and it would be awesome. But if you hooked, let's say you had two oxen, you yoke those together, good. They're the same size, same kind of animal, same temperament, good. But let's say you take an oxen and a donkey, right? Two donkeys is going to work okay, but two, an ox and a donkey is not going to work okay. They're different sizes, they have different temperaments, and they're going to pull in different ways. And you know what that's going to cause? It's going to cause pain and frustration for both animals. And so what the picture there that the Bible is giving us is it's saying, hey, don't be unequally yoked with somebody who doesn't share your most fundamental beliefs. Plus the fact you don't want to drag some donkey along for the rest of your life as you're seeking to serve the Lord and walk with him, right? So I, I, would, I would really advise you, that's a conversation you need to have with him sooner than later. And I think that like in any relationship, right, there have to be non-negotiable things where you say, okay, this is something I'm not willing to compromise on. Our boundary, right? Yeah. And, and also I would say that the Bible would say that for followers of Jesus, this is one of those areas where we say, this is a non-negotiable thing. Like if you're not following Jesus, then we're actually on two different paths and two different trajectories in life. And we can't walk side by side because we're going different places. And so, so here's, here's one last thing I would say. It sounds like you're saying you're praying for him and you're hoping that maybe he would be open and maybe he has some questions that, that need to be answered. I think that that is a good thing for him to do. And I would say before you progress in your relationship, before you let it go any more uh, deeper in commitment or seriousness, those are the things that you should work on. And I'll tell you what, I uh, wrote a book this year it came out this year. I wrote it last year, um, but it came out this year. It's called The God I Won't Believe In, and it's called the subtitle is Facing Nine Common Barriers to Embracing Christianity, and one of those is actually a God who allows bad things to happen to good people. There's also one in there about can we really believe that God exists? Like, is there scientific proof? Another one is about can we really trust the Bible? Is it really trustworthy? You know, and so there are a few other topics in there. And if he has these kinds of questions, these are the nine most common questions that people have. And so I would recommend yeah, that book. One mm -hmm. of them about prayer, because yes. he's prayed, he, Actually, he tried praying, okay. But it's called, prayed, uh, but it it's the last, okay. yeah, the last chapter is called A God Who Doesn't Answer My Prayers. So I, I would really think this is a helpful resource for you. So I'm going to tell you how to get it. There's two ways. You can go to uh, wherever books are sold online and just type in my name, Nick Cady, N-I-C-K-C-A-D-Y. Or you can go to my website, nickcady.org, and click on the tab for book. 
And if you do that, uh, it will give you a link to where you can purchase the book. I really do think that would be a helpful resource for him. And you know what? If you want to text into the show, I can send you a link to that via text message to make it easy for you. And that goes for anybody else listening. Send me a text at 720-336-0897, and I can get you a link to that. I'm going to let you go, Michelle, but let me pray for you before oh, I do. Thank you, Nick. I really All appreciate right. it. Let's pray for you. Heavenly Father, pray for Michelle. Thank you for her desire to walk with you, for her desire to to hear your word and sit in church. And we pray, Lord, that you would give her a godly husband who follows Jesus. If it's this current boyfriend she has, that would be awesome. If he if he got these questions answered and was able to follow you, we pray that that would happen, Lord, that he would be saved. But overall, Lord, we pray for Michelle. Guide her life. Help her to walk in your ways and take the steps that you're calling her to take. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. All right. God bless you, Michelle. Yes, thank you. Bye-bye. Listening to Calvary Live, we're going to go immediately to Natalie in Denver, Colorado. Hey, Natalie, welcome to the program. Hello. Hi, Natalie. Thanks for calling back. I know you called earlier, and uh, you've been waiting for a while. Yes. Um, My question was, um, I get worried and really confused about um, the... Can you explain a non-believer and explain a believer? Um, is because there are people who, you know, like when we grow up, our elders and stuff. They're Catholics. We're raised Catholics. We never went to church. You know, there was in this catechism and doing the classes and stuff, but they wouldn't go to church and um, they wouldn't follow through or like teach us the Bible, but. Our elders did know, you know, would always tell us that, you know, Jesus died and rose on the third day. And um, they said they always prayed, you know, and they're always talking about how they prayed to God for us or, you know, about prayers when we're sick or for our healing and stuff. Would you consider that like a non-believer since they were never like, they weren't really educated reading the Bible, you know, to teach us correctly? Or um, is it just like an atheist? You know, somebody who just rejects God or doesn't believe in God, a non-believer, because mm-hmm. I worry about my elders. Um, we've had a lot of death in our family in the last two years, and um, we're very close to them, so we've lost a lot of them, mm-hmm. and um, some to COVID. So I guess I get worried if I'm ever going to see them in heaven again, and it kind of bugs me all the time. Yeah. Well, the one thing the Bible says really clearly is that what is needed in order for us to receive God's gift of grace and salvation through Jesus is for us to believe. Now, here's the question. What does it mean to believe? Because in some cases, right, if I say, hey, do you believe in Sasquatch, right? What I'm asking is, do you believe that Sasquatch exists? But see, the kind of belief that we're talking about with Jesus is not belief that merely uh, exists, God exists or that Jesus existed or that the the stuff the Bible says about Jesus is true. So we're not talking about belief on that level, right? That's kind of the minimum level. Like, do you believe that Iceland exists? Well, yeah, I do, right? But there's a different kind of belief, right? Like, even think about it like this. We often use this phrase, which I don't actually think is a good phrase, but we use it and we'll say, do you believe in yourself? Now, when we say that, we're not asking, do you believe that you exist? Obviously, you believe that you exist. When you say believe in yourself, what you're saying is trust in yourself, trust in your abilities to do what needs to be done. 
So now let's replace believe in yourself with believe in Jesus. See, to be a Christian means not believing in yourself, but believing in Jesus, which means rather than trusting in your own abilities to save you and to uh, reach God and to be forgiven of your sins, we would say we don't believe in our ability to do that. We believe in Jesus, right? So we believe in his, we trust in his ability to do what we cannot do. That's, that is what believing in Jesus means. That's what it means to be a believer. Not just to be one who believes that these things are true, but to be one who, I like to put it in, into three, maybe four categories. I always say this, to believe in Jesus means to trust in, to rely on, to cling to, and to follow. And so, okay. and so with your elders that you mentioned, it does sound like they believed that these things were true and that they, in a way, relied on them, right? They prayed, etc. cetera. Yeah, I, do, I do think that's important to note that the Bible says, you know, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. That's found in Acts chapter 16. Believe in the Lord Jesus oh. Christ and you will be saved. And, and here's the thing. It doesn't say believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and be baptized and, and you'll be saved. It doesn't say believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and go to church and you'll be saved. Uh, it's, or anything else, right? Now, so we right. believe and that is how we receive the grace of God. So that gives us a lot of hope. That tells us, you know what? There are people who don't go to church who will be in heaven because they believed. But you know what else? I would tell you this. I, I would, on the one hand, right? I say that in regard to your elders, that I think that you can have some degree of hope or confidence, though you can never know, right? It's between them and God. You can never know 100% for somebody else. But, um, but I would say this to anybody listening who might say, oh, cool, then, um, then who needs church? Well, I think that that is not the ideal that Jesus gives us. Jesus doesn't just call us to be individual followers who believe in and trust in him. He calls us to be part of his body, right? And we see that Jesus, he is saving a people, a redeemed people. And so the best thing for us is to be in that place where we are growing, we're hearing the word of God, we're in community with other believers, and we're growing through that process. That's the ideal. That's God's plan for us. And the Bible does talk about, you know, there will be some people who are saved, but only as if through flames, meaning just they're just barely making it in by the skin of their teeth. There are some people who are like that. And the way that they will get in is by, um, is by, you know, believing. But here's what I would say. Let's, none of us aim to have a saved soul and a wasted life. Let's aim to follow Jesus wholeheartedly and his entire plan for our lives. Let's not just have him be our savior, but we need to make him our Lord. And if he's your Lord, then you do what he says and you follow his program for your life because it's for your good. So that'd be my advice. Uh, So on the one hand, answering your question, but on the other hand, you know, kind of giving the other side of the coin. Okay, thank you. Absolutely. God bless you. You Bye-bye. too. Bye. You're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts live on the air. Let's go to our next caller, Anastasia in Denver, Colorado. Hi, Anastasia. Welcome to the program. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. What's um, up? Uh, I was talking to my mom today, and uh, she cheated on my dad and divorced my dad. And it's been a while now. But she was saying that 
you know, God doesn't want us to be miserable, and He wants us to be truly happy. And uh, she was saying that even though that was a sin, in the end, like now, now that everything, you know, it's been a while, everybody's happier. She said it was the right thing to do. Mm. And, of course, I told her that I, I disagree, but I was wondering, like, what's, what would be, like, a good way to explain to her that, you know, even though, and I don't even think the end results are that great. I think it would have been better if she did, you know, didn't commit the sins. But in her eyes, it was the right thing to do because in the end, everything turned out great. Yeah. So, you know, that's actually a really common way of thinking. We call that pragmatism. And uh, it's actually super common right now for people to have this, this line of thinking that goes like this. If something works, then it must be true or good. And if something doesn't work, then it must not be true. But the fact is that that's just not, that's not uh, the way that life works, you know? And there are a lot of things which, even though they're true, they may not work, if you will, right? Like, let's say, you know, being a Christian, does being a Christian make your life better? Sometimes, and then sometimes it doesn't. It doesn't mean it's true or not true based on like, if it makes your life uh, better, right? And so, um, there, there's a lot of examples like this. I would say this as Christians, we're not called to be pragmatists doing whatever works or whatever, you know, seems to work out. We're called to live according to God's ways. And sometimes living in his ways will lead to ease and comfort. And sometimes following those same ways in different circumstances will lead to suffering and, and pain. And yet we're told to do both those things to the glory of God and that it will be worth it in the end either way. And so, uh, yeah, my advice to her would just be simply, um, no, you know, God is gracious and we should give thanks to him for his grace that he even redeems messy situations. He even takes our mess ups and uses them for good sometimes. Like for example, you know, David, uh, King David had an affair with a woman named Bathsheba and out of that adulterous relationship, right, which, which involved murder and lies and all kinds of bad stuff that's not justifiable. And yet out of that, God brings Solomon. And from Solomon comes the building of the temple. It comes ultimately, Jesus comes from the line of Solomon. So what that tells us is that God is a redeemer and he redeems not only our souls, but he even redeems situations. And we should give him all the glory but that doesn't mean, like Paul literally says this in Romans chapter 6, you know, if, if God gets glorified sometimes through our mistakes and sins, then should we conclude that, hey, I should sin some more so that God can get some more glory? And Paul says, no. And so the, the whole point is this. Um, I don't think that that's good, what she did, and I don't think that she should try to justify it. But it doesn't mean that she can't say, thank you, God, for your grace. That in the, in the midst of me doing something that I shouldn't have done, and yet now I can't undo it. It's in the past. Now I'm married to somebody else. You know, I think it would be, you know, two sins don't make an unsin or whatever you would want to call that, right? Like she shouldn't divorce this guy that she's married to now. She should make the most out of this relationship. And yet don't try to say that your sin was okay just because, or that it was even good. Uh, just because God was merciful and gracious to you. 
Yeah, I agree. I, I really appreciate that. I'm, I'm going to tell her that again. That, yeah, that's pretty much what I told her, kind mm. of. I just, I'll tell her that, you know, you, you know, you did the sin, but God, may, God can make anything perfect, and God's merciful and, you know, kind. But, yes, yeah, it doesn't mean that what you did was right, like Paul would say. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, there's a lot of Old Testament examples of that. I think a good one is David and Bathsheba. And yet still, oh, David, yeah. and, and in that, read Psalm 55, right? Read those Psalms where David is like, he is repenting of his sin in sackcloth and ashes, right? Asking God to cleanse him. Like that, that should be our, our response when we sin, is that repentant heart, not the heart that says, hey, look, it worked out. I guess it was a good thing I did. Right, yeah, and it's a little difficult because she was actually, like, raised in a Christian cult. So mm. she's still, she's out of it now. She was in it for a very long time, but, you know, they did bad things. But she, she says she believes in Jesus. It's just she has that, um, I forget what you, you guys, on, you, the pastors on the radio call it. It's like when you break, decon, deconstruct your face. Sure, yeah. So she thinks, yeah, so she's like, you know, she still loves Jesus, but she thinks, you know, like, we started talking about if a husband's abusing his wife, which wasn't the case with us, but we just started talking, uh, you know, does she have to stay with him? You know, she's not happy. And I told her what you guys say on the radio is that, you know, you need to separate yourself, you know, get away from anything harmful, but you don't divorce them. You pray and hope for reconciliation. Okay. I I have to let you go because I got time for one last call, but thanks for calling in and and God give you wisdom and bless you. All right. Bye-bye. Let's go to our last caller. Let's go to Emily in Colorado Springs. Hi, Emily. Welcome to the program. Emily. If Emily is gone, then we're going to go to Mike in Maryland. Hey, Mike. Welcome to the program. Hey, thank you. What can we do for you? Uh, just like to give some prayer uh, for, for the migraines and the vision loss, vision problems. I know I'm having just a health you know, issue and that yeah. the Lord may be able to touch this and annoy me and end the yeah. suffering for years. Let's pray for you. Heavenly Father, I pray for Mike, and I pray, Lord, this uh, all the suffering he's endured throughout these years. Lord, we know that you're able to use it for good, but we also ask, Lord, give him relief. And we just pray that by your power and by your spirit, Lord, you give him relief from these migraines he's experiencing, even to the point of causing blindness and strokes. Lord, we just ask for relief. We pray that whatever is not connecting right or whatever is going wrong and causing this, Lord, whatever's at the root of it, we ask for healing and we pray for grace for Mike in his life. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. And God bless you. God bless you. Hey, Mike, we'd love to hear an update from you at some point. You know, if, um, if you do see that, uh, you know, God is healing you, then we'd love to celebrate with you. Will do. I listen to your show all the time, and uh, my wife and I, and uh, definitely keep you guys informed. I actually am I'm in the kitchen praying with you and the others for the people you're praying for. That's great. So, uh, it's great. You know, it, 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 you, you make a big difference what you're doing. Keep doing it. Oh, thanks, Mike. God bless you. God bless you. All right. Bye-bye. 
Hey, we've come up to the end of our show here on Calvary Live. My name is Nick Cady, pastor of Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. You know, one of the things I was telling you earlier in the show, uh, for those of you in our local area, I'm here in Colorado. If you're within driving distance of Longmont, we'd love to have you this Sunday. We're concluding a series through the Gospel of John and concluding it in a big way, looking at Jesus' death and resurrection and why these are signs for who, why we should believe that Jesus is who he said he is and what it means to believe so that in him we can have life. Love to have you join us for that. And then after our third service, after our 11 o'clock service, we're going to have a pastor from Kiev, Ukraine, Pastor George Markey. He's here with us and he is going to be giving an update and doing a Q&A on the things that God is doing in the midst of the tragedy and the war going on in Ukraine. So we'd love to have you there for that. Again, that's this Sunday at Whitefields Church. You can find more information and directions at whitefieldschurch.com. I want to get to one last prayer request before we conclude our show. We have someone who texted in and said, Hi, I'm from New Jersey. I'm seeking prayer for salvation for my family, specifically for my grandmother. We are Jewish. I'm the only one who is saved in my family. I've been praying for years for their salvation. So let's pray for, for him. Heavenly Father, we pray for this dear brother or sister, whoever's written in, Lord, this Jewish family from New Jersey, particularly, Lord, we pray for Grandma Shirley, and Lord, we pray for her that she would be saved, that her eyes would be opened, the eyes of her heart would be opened, that she would see that Jesus is the Savior who you have sent, the one of whom all the scriptures speak, the one of whom Moses spoke and promised the prophet greater than him, the one whom Abraham trusted in and hoped in. Lord, we pray for her that her eyes would be open and that she would see you and trust in you and believe. And we pray for the rest of the family as well. Lord, do a work of opening eyes, opening hearts, and giving salvation. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, you've been listening to Calvary Live. Again, my name is Nick Cady. Such a pleasure being with you here on Fridays on Calvary Live. God bless you. You can check out what we're doing at whitefieldschurch.com or check out what I'm doing personally over on my website, nickkady.org. God bless you. and I'll see you again soon. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.